Today we'll be starting in Galatians 6, 8. As the scripture says, For he who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows from the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. The question today is, where is your focus? Is it on the ways of the world? Trust me when I say, no man chooses evil because it's evil. It's a byproduct the world produces through the happiness that that man seeks. I'm going to say it one more time a little slower. Trust me when I say, no man chooses evil because it is evil. It is a byproduct that the world produces through the happiness that that man seeks. See, there's always going to be peaks and valleys that will come and go in life. But we must know that as scripture says in Galatians 6, 8, that these words are true. When a man sows in the flesh, he reaps corruption. Yet the alternative is also clear. We have the ability to reap through the Holy Spirit. And what we reap is eternal life. But to sow seed in the flesh we must understand and know what the flesh is and to sow seed in the spirit we must understand how to sow in the spirit thankfully for the word of god this is not open to just any man's interpretation instead it is clearly spoken directly in galatians 5:13 through 26 it says for you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but do not use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one commandment. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. But if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out, beware of destroying one another. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other so that you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under the obligation of the law of Moses. When you follow these desires that are your sinful nature, the results will end up being very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful desires, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, and wild parties, and other sins that are just like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that no one living that sort of life will ever inherit the kingdom of God. But see, the Holy Spirit produces the kind of fruit in our lives that produce love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, 
goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. And no, who, those who belong to Christ Jesus. See, they've nailed the passions and the desires of their sinful nature to the cross and have crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or to be jealous of one another. I thank God for Scripture. Serving each other humbly in love. Did you guys notice that? It says servitude of love through loving your neighbor as yourself is the completion of the law. The entire Bible is centered around that one reoccurring theme. How great is it that he forgives us of our shortcomings, our missteps, our failures, and then clearly identifies that he wants us to live by setting the example through his son, Jesus Christ. Yet in just a few verses later, we clearly see that it states the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other so that you are not free to carry out your good intentions. See, the Last part is kind of wild according to what translation you read. See, in the King James, it says that so that ye would not do the things that ye would, implying possibly that we would be choosing the opposite of what the Spirit and what the Spirit desires. You can see in Romans 8, 5, 8, this is possibly what he might have been alluding to. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance to the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death. But the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile towards God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. Think about that for a second. Without the Holy Spirit, we're fully deprived and in complete loss. I mean... Let's be honest. Can you be honest with yourself for a minute? What are your natural inclinations and your natural cravings? Is it that you're truthfully always full of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control? Or are you naturally yourself the opposite of what these are most times? This is a question that you have to answer for your own life. See, it may be easy to want the world to think different about you. I mean, come on, let's think about it. If you're honest with how you feel, you're probably consistently at war with yourself trying not to indulge in the flesh. See, there's a scripture that says that the flesh and the spirit are always at war within you, which we just went over. So it's not really a secret. 
Though with social media, it's easy to make your life look great by showcasing the highlight reel. Yet when you see how most people feel, it's normally the opposite. But thanks be to God for Jesus Christ and the redemption of sins through his blood. See, God gave himself. There's there's a better way. God gave himself by providing a way that we can have freedom through the Holy Spirit. How is it? By loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. Well, some might say, uh, what does that even mean? Well, what it means is, is it means forgiveness, forgiveness of other people's shortcomings. It means knowing that they've messed up, but you're choosing to love them anyways. It means getting rid of the grudge that you've had against one another and forgiving people just as how, just how Christ himself has forgiven you. Do you want to stop and really think about that for a second? It means complete forgiveness for all people for God himself if he doesn't hold someone's transgressions and sins against them who are you the mere created to hold a grudge against anyone that God himself has already given forgiveness it's God's creation you too are the created if God himself doesn't hold a grudge against someone else then who are you as the created to hold a grudge against them if the creator doesn't hold a grudge Romans 3:23 says for all have sinned I'm going to say that again I think we miss this a lot for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. See, we don't need to pick and choose who we love. We've been called to love everyone. Yes, that even includes the people that you don't get along with. This includes the people that did you wrong, the ones who stole from you, who cheated on you, who backstabbed you, who crushed you in spirit and left you down when you thought that they had your back. I'm talking about everyone. Why? Psalms 103, 11 through 12. For as high as the heavens are from the earth, so great is the love that God has for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions. As imitators of Christ, we have been called to do the same thing. See, just like scripture says in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, anyone to perish, anyone, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance who everyone to come to repentance yes that includes all of those people that you really 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 don't like
But what is it that you've been called to do? Isn't it to be imitators of Christ and keep no records of wrong? See, someone might say, but you don't understand what happened to me. You don't even know the half of what so-and-so did to me. And if you understood that, then you wouldn't even say to forgive them. You wouldn't dare say to forgive them. Well, I want you to listen closely. It's true. Though I may not know all the personal tragedies that have been done, this bold blanket statement does cover every horrific act. I said every horrific act under the sun. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. It states, love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud it does not dishonor others it is not self-seeking it is not easily angered and it keeps no record of wrongs love does not delight in evil but it rejoices in truth it always protects it always trusts it always hopes and it always perseveres love never fails. It's not about the things that have been done to you. It's about you finding peace through Christ, his son. Others may have used their free will to hurt you, but you can use your free will to heal The healing comes only through forgiveness. Forgiveness has to be for both yourself and others. That's when you are able to live the life that God has always intended for you to live. A life of true freedom through Christ's sacrifice. We're all going to make mistakes. But like Paul said in 1 Corinthians 4, 3 through 5, pay attention. I care very little if I am judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. My conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes and he will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart. At that time, each will receive their praise from God. Judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes. Protect and guard your heart with forgiveness, love, care, generosity, compassion. See, today is a day for healing. Today is a day for purpose-filled love and forgiveness. Today is a day to do right to go and correct your wrongs, to sing a new song of joyful praise unto the Lord. Today is a day to let it go and to live the life that God has always intended on you to live. It is a life of freedom. Today is a day to go be free. Today is a day to represent FTP. Go forgive somebody. 
Go love somebody. Go represent Christ to the best of your ability. In Jesus' precious and holy name I pray. Amen.